It was a cold, desolate night on the streets of Precinct 4. Come sunrise, six heroes will have moved into their new home. But one man will be left for dead, stabbed 43 times in the chest. My name is Hiss Cranson, and this is Dateline Ravnica. I'm standing here outside of a seemingly abandoned temple with Precinct 4's premier superhero, the 7 foot 10 hulking bugbear, known simply as Starbear. Hi, I'm Starbear. Now, Starbear, can you tell me exactly what happened last night? Da, so I was out last night on one of my typical patrols, as I do, me, Starbear. Hello. When I saw this man sneaking around an old abandoned temple, my employer owned this temple, so I think, oh, maybe I give this a look. And what was this man doing around this temple? Eh, looking through windows, making lists, you know, criminal things. So what did you do? What anyone would do. I stabbed a man 43 times in the chest. What exactly was going through your mind when you chose to stab this man 42 times? That I want to stab him 63. But this group of brand new superheroes show up and stop me from stabbing. And who were these heroes exactly? Hmm, not sure. There was a blue slimy man, a little green fella, even smaller talking stuffed man, a big rhino or something and a very intense blonde man who was very obviously compensating for something. Oh, but one of them was Guy Elfman. You know, the Guy Elfman, the Ravnik Avenger. Is it possible that the rest of this group was, in fact, the rest of the Ravnik Avengers? Hmm, that thought never really crossed my mind. So what were the Ravnik Avengers doing here? besides standing in the way of your brutal justice. Oh, they were moving in. Yes, they were uh, recently employed by the Cult of Crayola, who are also my boss, me, Starbear. Moving into this temple? Yes, yes, you know, there's actually a secret base hidden in the basement. Hold on, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. I will be needing to take your little box there now. Excuse me? Yep, and I'm over. a journalist. Come on, give it hey, to no. me. Get, get away me, from me. Mister. I'm, I'm going to have to the with fucking life out of you. No, you right can't now. do this to give me. It no! Hello, fellow adventurers, and welcome to Rabbit Adventures Disco of the Soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Because first we have to tell the audience that this is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast about six sultry superheroes who have been thrust ten years into the future in the plain wide city of Ravnica. <laughs> is, I'm your is dungeon master. the right word? <laughs> oh, this is I mean, the actual beginning? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I didn't think you were starting. I forgot we were recording. <laughs> Daryl is sultry. I can say that for sure. That's... For, you could bet your mom on that. What does sultry mean? I always assumed it meant sexy. Sexy. I've always pictured sexy, but more like a sexy chicken than like I, a person. I imagine that so. like Angelina Jolie fish from that fish movie. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> are you talking about the one with Will Shark yeah, Tale with Will Yeah. <laughs> Angelina Jolie's in that? There's a fish modeled after her. Yeah, she plays the red-haired fish. Will Smith's in that? He's the main character. I didn't know for a fact that Angelina Jolie was in that movie, but the second you said that and I thought about that fish's face, I was like, yeah, that is Angelina <laughs> Jolie. Uh, did I say I'm the Dungeon Master Sullivan Harris? I'm the Dungeon... I'm Sullivan Harris, Dragon Master. And Dildo Master. This podcast is called Disco of the Soul. 
We've gotten to the soul half. We know what that's all about, but we haven't really touched on the disco part. So as we go around our glowing screens today, can you all tell me what your character's favorite and least favorite genres of music are? So we'll start with Lena Pratt. Hi, I play Guy Elfman, a dwarven paladin who doesn't know he's a dwarf. Did I say I'm Guy Elfman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the I forgot. I thought that was a bit like could Sullivan said, Am I the dungeon master? But was that genuine? I thought it was a bit too. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if it's a bit. I think I might have said it. Um <laughs> You did. Well yeah, you said it. Okay. Well, if anyone ever has listened to any of our little playlist things that Sullivan has us do, you would know fully well that disco is Guy's favorite genre. It is disco because when Guy grew up in the orphanage, it turns out that one of the lead men in ABBA, who is a fellow confused dwarf in an elven orphanage, was like Guy's best friend. ABBA. ABBA. With his friend Tupac. So first Guy started like listening to disco in ABBA in like support of his best and only friend. And then later he just realized he really likes it. Catchy beats and funky hooks speak to his soul. Uh, So you're telling me that in... The Ravnica universe. Abba started with some dwarf in an orphanage being like, hey guys, listen to my mixtape. Oh, well, I mean, how do you think the real Abba, Abba started? Check out my mixtape, bro. I'm pretty sure it had to do with Eurovision and not. They started out of Eurovision? Why can't there be Ravnica so. Vision? <gasps> Sullivan, can there be? Yeah, and you guys have missed 10 years of it, so. Guy would be so upset. There still should be like four other dwarves involved. So yeah, it's not just one guy at a mixed old well, guy doesn't know that. He lost touch with his friend for a little while. For at least ten years. <laughs> Wait, so what does Abba sound like when it's just one person? Well, he okay. He didn't hear much of the mixtape because well, let's be honest, would you listen to this random dwarf's mixtape? But he came back to Ravnica, <laughs> heard about Ravnica Vision, got really excited, tuned in and saw his friend on stage. And then got excited and was like, hey, yeah, I guess I should start listening. And then he, like, delved in. This all happened after you guys got back from back to Wait, Ravnica? Wait, well, disco wasn't invented till after we got back to Ravnica, was it? Well, okay, but 80s. tell me the time frame in which this happened. Well, you know all the times that Lena <laughs> didn't talk? Yeah, all those times. <laughs> yeah, she was just th- gone. This was fine. This was working out fine. But the more detail we get into it, it just falls apart. Well, that's because you weren't supposed to ask me the time frame. <laughs> <laughs> Stop asking questions and it works, idiot. I just... <laughs> I just assumed it would have had to be like after we came back because I didn't think disco existed prior to that. Guy, listened to all of Abba's discography in the Lada Neva as you were crashing down. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shit's pretty good. So, Lena, <laughs> if hey. your favorite genre is one that you've heard about 45 seconds of, what is your least favorite? <laughs> oh, it actually is the opposite. Guy's least favorite is country. Because it played constantly on loop at the orphanage. The sounds of achy breaky heart still haunt his dreams. He hates it. He will fight you if you put it on. It kind of makes sense that country would be elves' favorite music. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be all elves, but the ones who ran the orphanage fucking loved it. 
elves are usually portrayed as like intelligent and elegant and whatnot. <laughs> Not but they love the elves. <laughs> Ravnican elves all live Rock in me my log wagon wheel. Rock me my. Country music is actually the most intelligent music if you just took a second to sit down and listen to it. If you just take it. a second to listen to it, fellas, I, I guarantee you I will. fucked my cousin, <laughs> fucked my sister, drank my beer and rode my tractor. <laughs> playing. Uh, playing Baldric Stormcaller, uh, Storm Herald Barbarian, Human, yeah, all of those things. Um, <laughs> Baldric, all the above. <laughs> if you go off of uh, Baldric's Spotify playlist, you would like to know that Baldric is a huge fan of classic rock, um, specifically anything that you would find in an '80s romantic comedy. He's just like really into those like sick, like like de- romance like- ballads. Hall and Oates? Uh, maybe not Hall and Oates, but like, right. I don't know, like, maybe Hall and Oates. You just, the, there's no Hall and Oates Wait, on, his, you on just his playlist. Not know any other classic rock? Well, Foreigner. Uh, oh, he's a Led big Zeppelin, Boston fan, Farhat. isn't he? You asshole. <laughs> yeah, he, likes, he likes Boston. Would the, like, um, Ravnica equivalent of the band name Boston be Philadelphia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is yeah. Boston full of pedophiles? <laughs> Only one way to find out. Hey, get away from me, Red Sox. Mark Wahlberg, um, <laughs> guaranteed, will touch your cause, children. <laughs> your hey, cousin? Did you guys know that if uh, he was on the plane, he would have stopped 9 11? Who? You know, Mark I did hear Wahlberg. that. Is that something he said? He did an interview where he was like, Yeah, he was like, If I was on that plane, it wouldn't have gone down. I mean, yeah. it would have. Seems he would have turned them to the side of peace with his sick rap skills. Hey, yo, it's Marky Mark. Please <laughs> drop the bucks cutter. But Baldrick's least favorite is actually the music that they only played in his village. Uh, and it is Gruel Gord Punk. Did his mic just fuck up? He left. That was he just, he <laughs> just said that and dropped the mic. <laughs> My favorite is Gruel Gorg. While he's gone... What do you guys think Gruel Gord is? I think it's like the monster mash. I think it's a pumpkin that they hit on. Well, Gord is like a vegetable, right? So you kind of, they probably pluck some strings on that. It's like squash based. Have you ever kicked a pumpkin? That noise. And it's also (laughs) really mean, too. (laughs) You can't kick a pumpkin more than once and still get the same sound. So they have to like line up. (laughs) 50 pumpkins yeah, for every it's like song. They do it by size and then... Smashing pumpkin. You know the beginning of <laughs> oh. Mr. Blue Sky where that goes like ding, 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 ding. It's just like a dude kicking pumpkins on a line. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Casey just snapshot us and said his power went out. I hope that means... That doesn't mean he lost his recording. I hope he was recording on his laptop. <laughs> I think we're doing a pretty stellar job of stalling right now, though, if I'm being honest. We could continue with the intros. Chris Rowe. Uh, playing Chuggles, the Muppet Ball. <laughs> so Chuggles doesn't really know what his favorite genre of music is. When he was back in the fucking Muppetborn caves. This is how every single one of Chuggles answers Starts out, it's like, when he was back in the Muppet-born caves... Chuggles hasn't been very many places. Yeah, Chuggles is not very worldly. He's He's lived in Ravnica for quite a while now. Yeah. I mean, I've only been hanging around you guys. Yeah, but you could could consider the adventures Flum, Chuggles, and Sting went on. Hey, uh, oh, it came back. Hi, Casey. (laughs) He's back. Did you guys just pause or did you move on or what happened? 
We've been stalling like crazy. Coming we up so with a gruel grog. <laughs> stalling. Okay. We're on Chris now. You said gruel gourd or something, and we just assumed it was pumpkin music. No. So, uh, so as I was saying, Baldrick's uh, least favorite genre of music is gruel gourd punk, which is a form of punk that's only played on pumpkins and squash. Oh, we were right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> that you, and that's the podcast, baby. Thank Two you guys for listening. Is that Thank you, Lord Trotter. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly literally what I exactly said. I said a gourd like a vegetable, yeah. right? Yeah, it's it's only punk music played on pumpkins and squash that have been hollowed out. Uh, and Baldrick hates it because it reminds him of home and he hates it. Okay. He hates home. Chuggles uh, <laughs> uh, uh, likes Queen. My favorite genre of music. Like of the yeah. Stone Age? I mean, or? let's be honest. You could call them their own genre. I mean, when my brother was little and you asked him what his favorite music was, his answer was <laughs> Queen, and by that he only meant We Will Rock You. <laughs> uh, in fact, I didn't know that they did that song for like the first 13 years of my life. Uh, so in the Muppet Born fucking caves, you could buy CDs when you did good work. Uh, you got like the some fuck? sort of payment from Auntie Grandma and... The only thing you could buy was like British propaganda because Auntie Grandma came from the what? plain of England. So you could buy like Queen or the plain of England. Yeah. I said it on the podcast. That means it's canon. We have a plane of spider. I don't see the difference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, do we have any listeners from England? No. Uh, we do. Yes, we do, actually. I will not say oh. the joke then. Hello, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Truggles' favorite song is Bohemian Rhapsody. It speaks to his soul. Is that it? Oh wait, also, <laughs> when uh, when he escaped and he was in the Muppet-born ghettos, uh, he was like chilling in the fucking uh, trench and one of the mice people, trench. they come in and they regularly provide the surface-born people with like, they call it assimilation material. So it's like books to like teach you how to be Ravnican and shit. Chuggles can't read, but he listened to the CD. It was Bruce Springsteen's... Uh, uh, born in the USA. Absolutely it was. He doesn't know what the USA is, but he sure does feel like he was born in it. <laughs> Joanna. Uh, hi, guys. I'm Joanna. And I play Daryl Hall, the Loxodon. Uh, something. I'm someone. I still don't know if... We know what I am. I feel like Daryl at this point would probably start catching on that he's gaining back abilities that he has long since forgot, right? So he probably That's knows. True. He's and probably I, putting the pieces together. And, and we haven't really established that I've had the ability to go on like a drug run, so it's not like I can dampen my memories or awareness with that sweet, sweet white stuff. So Man. yeah, so I probably, so I'm a Loxodon. Let's just say it. Everyone together. All Three, right. Two, Three, two, one. one. I'm a rogue. Loxodon rogue. I had no idea what we were saying. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I'm going to subvert expectations and go with what my least favorite genre of music is. And that is actually something called robo-step. So here's some here's the d politics of the rave scene is that Let's hear it. Right right as I got kicked, well, not right as I left to, to go to Innistrad, a bunch of these like manufactured DJs were coming onto this uh, the oh scene like they are animatronic DJs 
And their new music wave incorporates all this, like, robotic stuff. I was much more of, like, a natural hippie wave type of... Terrell uh, only remixes bird sounds. No, honestly, like, that's, like, a... <laughs> that, that, is, that wasn't me pulling something out of my ass. That is a genre of dubstep. I believe it. So, they, they're kind of started to try and, like, they went against what the style of, style of music I was preaching. So... If anyone asks, I say Robo Step just to front because I hate them so much. Oh, just real quick, I was going to ask are there, since you're so good at coming up with names, are there mm-hmm. any notable Robo Step DJs active in Ravnica right now? Oh, you absolutely know it. So there's um, Appalachian Quesarita. <laughs> uh, my favorite is a genre I made called Elephant Rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, that one does sound racist. That's- <laughs> When you ask me about my notes about this episode, I have a bunch about Robo Robo Step, and when it comes to my favorite, all it says is Elephant Rock. <laughs> nice. Okay. Everyone On like, I prepared an answer. No, that was the answer <laughs> I prepared. I chose to have it like that. An answer prepared. That's the bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the bit. The bit is I didn't do the work. <laughs> the bit is Elephant Rock stands on its own. <laughs> Just like elephants can stand on their own. Ben Mannix. Not steak together. I'm a Vidalkin cleric, and Flum's favorite music should really come as no surprise. It is J-pop. Um, of course. In <laughs> the summer of 1074, Flum binged a ton of idol anime, and he got really into Japanese girls singing in high-pitched voices, and he just can't get enough of it. Um, Flum's least favorite music is Irish folk music because he had a bad experience with leprechauns once and never again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can you tell us what that was? No, Flum doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> Teaser felt when we hit episode 200 on the feed, uh, we'll we'll go over Ben's or Flum's leprechaun story. <laughs> Little teaser. <laughs> Where we left off last time, you have all settled into your new base of operations, which is a bunker under an abandoned vampire temple in the crime-ridden streets of Precinct 4. Uh, You just got a well-earned night of sleep after a very, very long first day back in Ravnica, Uh, but you have been rudely awoken by the sound of a very loud knocking from somewhere above you. (sighs) Who is up at this hour? Baldrick, go get that. Why, why do I gotta do it? Oh no, you seem like the type of man who answers doors. <laughs> okay, fair point. Baldrick yeah. gets up uh, and he goes over. There's like, it's well, like a... Baldrick, what? When you get up, you actually, when you look around, the so your bed chambers are like four little rooms that are connected by a hallway. When you look around, you notice that you guys are actually the only ones still down here. So the four kids... Black Joey, Kim, and David uh, are all missing. So Black is Drambo. So <laughs> I thought you just said Black Joey is one kid. Black Thomas, so Joey Joey, and Black Joey. <laughs> Black Joey. Black <laughs> Joey. Joey and Black Joey. Oh my god. They're gone. Guys. Guys. What? They're gone. Paul, Paul the, the kids. Joey, Black Joey, they're all gone. Well, maybe they're <laughs> knocking on the door. Show Protective Services probably came and got them because of you, Baldrick. It's your fault. All right, I'm going to go upstairs and check it out and see if they're in the temple. 
uh, and Baldrick goes over. It was a hatch we came through, right? That's under the statue. Well, you're still in the bed chamber, so there's like another floor you have to go through before you can even get okay, up. Okay. Well, the I'm I'm going to the entrance to our base. Okay. Well, as you climb up the ladder into the kitchen area, um, you actually hear the voices of the four kids. Uh, you hear them giggling and asking like hushed questions, and that sounds coming from the war room, like with the table with the map of Ravnica to your west, to the west. I guess not your west, just the general west. <laughs> no, and our you west. also hear a large crash towards the secret car entrance to the north, followed by uh, oh shit, fuck take tits balls ass. I'm gonna run down the hall towards the crash, and as I'm doing that, I'm gonna yell, <laughs> kids. Get out of the map room now. As you run past the war room, you just hear like all four of them at the same time go, aww. When you get to the little like parking area, uh, you see Paul the painter looking like very sweaty and dirty with like the top of his overalls like hanging down over the pants version. Uh, now he's just like shirtless, revealing his very toned body. <laughs> and um, he's just like tinkering under the hood of the Lada Neva. Paul. What are you doing to the the car? Oh, oh, hey, Baldrick. Hi. I'm just uh, I was just taking a quick look, you know, because we uh, ran out of gas and stuff. Yeah, were were you the source of the knocking that just woke us all up? Oh no, that that wasn't me. And then you hear the knocking again uh, up above you. Uh, do you do you happen to know what that is? No, we have no idea, but we just thought we'd uh, leave it to you guys when you woke up. It's been going on all morning. You guys just didn't hear it because you were, like, very fast asleep. We didn't want to bother you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Can I be climbing up to the door? Yeah, like, up into the kitchen area. As I said, yeah. at this point, Flum's going to be following. Paul, before I go check that out, I also had a question for you. Yeah, what's up? You have you have another place to live, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> Go Paul, home, Paul. No, no, no. I, Paul, get out don't of take our this the wrong way. House. I'm not kicking you out. I just want to know. You have another place that you live, right? Well, I mean, I guess it depends what you consider a place to live. Like, I've got my cardboard box. Wait, do you, do you live on the street, Paul? No, I live in my cardboard box. Uh, okay, okay. Do you have any uh, uh, large amount of possessions in that cardboard box that we're going to have to get? Uh, nope. Everything I everything I own is in here in the car. I got all my my uh, canvases. I got my paintbrushes. I'm all set. Okay, good to know. Hey, while you're here, um, I think maybe we should have a little conversation about the car, though. Um, yeah. What's wrong with it? You said it was out of gas. Yeah, we got a bit of a problem here. Which is? Well, I, could you bring your friends in here so I don't have to explain it multiple times? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Hold on. And Baldrick walks back down the hall to see what everyone else has been doing. Flum's going to be going towards the door. Gotta do everything by myself around here, don't I? If it's a package, I call dibs. Flum, wait. If we if Before we check out whatever the hell is going on upstairs, Paul says there's a problem with the car and he wants you guys to come hear him out. He doesn't want to explain <laughs> is it, it twice. Is it the transmission? I bet it's the transmission. What's a transmission, Flum? No idea. Okay, well, can you can you guys come with me first? And Baldrick walks back to Paul. Uh, <laughs> is everyone else coming? Or? Sure. I don't know. Oh, Apparently I'm Darryl's there. Still asleep. No, Daryl. Just... No, Daryl's there. <laughs> Flum walks over. Okay, so uh, here's the thing. I took a couple engineering classes back in the day, and uh, this thing doesn't really seem to run on magic. 
So normally we like power our cars with evocation magic that's like pumped through the city through these underground pipes uh, to the mage stations. So normally we could just like walk down to the nearest mage station and, you know, get some evocation magic and be on our way. But this seems to run on some sort of, uh, well, I think you need some sort of like explosion or something running through the engine. You know, like some fire or something. I have fire. I'm really good at fire. Do you want a fire? He's good at fire. He's pretty good at fire. Suddenly, Drambo, like, comes squeezing out of one of the pipes in the engine. <laughs> uh, kind of like a snake coming out of its burrow. <laughs> and he just falls to the ground covered in muck. And he's just like, he right. Need fire. Need oil. <coughs> hey, guys. Drambo, why um, are you in there? Uh, uh, investigation. Do we actually need fire in the car? I mean, that's what an engine is. He said, guys, he said we need oil. Oil. So, I mean, if ever anyone has any, like, lanterns... We all know Guy hasn't showered in about five years. I'm sure this dwarf is plenty oily enough. Excuse you! <laughs> that was really mean. Daryl, I thought we were buds. <laughs> Dude, Daryl, what the heck? Daryl, I showered yesterday. You walked in. Oh, Guy, yes. don't worry. I know what this is. Daryl just hadn't had his, has his morning cornflakes corn yet. I don't know why I couldn't yeah. say a single word. <laughs> no, no. Daryl hasn't had his oats. All right. That's a good well, pick. anyway, I'm heading out, guys. <laughs> Bye. I don't. I don't have any oil, but I have some incense. Flum mm. produces some sort of oil on his skin. <laughs> I think I do. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think skin oil would work. Like, I don't think we can dump olive oil in there. Yeah, it's got to be something that can like make fire. You know, it's got to be able to combust. So we can't just put fire into the car. I mean, there you could always try create bonfire like in the engine so it's perpetually flaming. That's what I was thinking, but that sounds like it would break the car. What if we put sticks down there? Just got to fill it with sticks and then light those on fire and then we got fuel. I mean, technically, I guess gasoline fuels a car just by like firing, like the pistons firing off. So then if you're able to just create mini combustions within the gas, like within the chamber, technically you wouldn't need gasoline. The only re reason we do need gasoline is to create those explosions. It's not like we actually need like a genuine liquid. Daryl, I didn't, I didn't know you were so knowledgeable about cars. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl says while walking away. <laughs> <laughs> I said that through four walls. What kind of check would I do to know if create bonfire in the engine heart would work. You can roll a, I guess just like an intelligence check to try to like make sense of the innards of the engine. Fun fact, Chuggles has a minus one in intelligence. <laughs> I got a 13. This is way too complicated. It's way above your pay grade. Like you could try doing something, but like you don't know for sure if it'll work. Okay, Chuggles crosses his eyes and thinks really hard and then passes out. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he just says next you guys hear another round of banging from up above you and at the same time the four kids are kind of like peeking their head around the corner into the hallway with the secret entrance and they're like hey uh are you gonna come out and say hi to the lady it, no we are busy with the car <laughs> one thing at a time there's a lady the lady in the war room Baldrick runs to the war room. I don't think Baldrick has ever done anything at a pace slower than a jog. <laughs> no. But yes, I will follow. follow. He's got to keep his physique up. 
everyone who's following, um, as you like turn the corner into the war room, uh, you see that the four kids have like run back in there before you, and they're all gathered around and like giggling this just absolutely stunning Aarakocra woman. And she's like spread out across four chairs, just like super leisurely uh, laughing with the kids. She has like these super clean white feathers that kind of make it appear like she's glowing. And uh, there's a red streak of dark red feathers that like line her giant fucking wingspan and go up to her beautiful set of blue eyes, which are surrounded by these smaller colored feathers that kind of look like uh, face paint. I think Sullivan's a furry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A wink? A really fuckable Uh, bird. (laughs) This bird's just fucking beautiful. Sullivan has been watching too much turkey porn. It changed him. They got double D cups. What's the fussy look like? (laughs) Her ass is fatter than my Thanksgiving turkey. (laughs) I want you guys to know that I specifically wrote that description trying to appeal to Joanna. Did it work, Joanna? Are you appealed? (laughs) I mean, I was trying to think if Daryl would have, like, the wherewithal to hit on a beautiful bird lady. Oh, Chuggles covers Guy's eyes just in case. Guy's already (laughs) trying to back out of the room and pull everybody with him. Guy, it's not a bird, I swear. It's a bird! Considering considering that I've been stuck around the contents of this group for, like, literally, like, seven months, I think the, like, presence of this beautiful bird lady just, like, Shell shocks, Daryl. Uh, Daryl was gay. I'm Pan. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> why are you in? Baldrick's Baldrick's gonna arrest uh, her. Why are you're you not in, left? Why are you in our home? Oh. Hi, uh, my name is Pan Am. I'm your e girl. E girl, eagle girl. <laughs> it's so no. nice to meet I you. I forgot all. about no. this. No, he didn't make it. Fuck. I start like renegating or whatever the kids do these days. You're gonna have to. What does that mean? It's okay. It just adds ambience. Uh, it starts raining outside. You hear it? Wow. Uh, I'm really good at sound design on this podcast. <laughs> the presence of an e girl has turned the world more dreary. Uh, excuse me. Uh, did you say e girl? Yeah, I'm your e girl. Uh, sorry. It's customary for an e girl to deliver her first client's batch of email in person. Um, these kids answered the door. They said that you're all very tired, though, so they offered to keep me entertained until you woke up. Oh, God, what were they doing? What, the kids? Yeah. Did, did they cause you oh. any trouble? No. Are are they yours? <laughs> Depends. What government agency do you work for? I work <laughs> I work for E-Girl Incorporated. We don't want to pay any taxes. Uh, let, let's just say the kids uh, have exercised their squatter's rights and... Uh, but we're definitely claiming them as dependents on our taxes. Exactly. And I'd just like to say I'm very good with kids and a family man. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> um, That's good to know. Okay, okay. You said something about mail. Is do you, Are you supposed to give us something? Jeez, that's uh, a bit forward. Yeah, I, I have your mail right... I have all of your email right here. <laughs> she gestures down to the table, and there is uh, what looks to be a newspaper and, like, a big, uh, sturdy man- manila envelope there. Um, oh, okay. Thank you. I want to open it. Uh, did, did okay. I want to like, open it. Chuggles did, Chuggles did call dib unpack. Chuggles, Chuggles doesn't have your name on it. Is this a system where we would uh, tip you? 
Oh, no, the tip isn't necessary. The Cult of Crayola has all that settled for you. Uh, we also got you a complimentary subscription to the Ravnican Times, which I think you will be very interested to take a look at this morning. You seem to have made uh, quite the fuss in the city. Uh, does oh, It does boy. seem that way, ma'am. Well, if there's nothing else you guys need from me, it's been a pleasure to make your acquaintance. What's your name? My name is Pan Am. Pan Am. I forgot already. I am... Blown away by your beauty. Okay, thanks. It was nice meeting you. Oh, you're too kind. And you're Daryl Hall, right? Uh, yeah. I think I went to one of your shows a couple years ago, back when I was a kid. There were kids there? <laughs> God, security's so bad. No, but no, no. I glad just you enjoyed right it. The security with my wings. Oh, right. Forgot you're a beautiful bird woman. Uh, uh, um, Daryl, forward. <laughs> Daryl, she um, sounds underage. Not anymore. Wait, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Let's say. <laughs> Hold on. We're not Wait. talking about the fucking morality okay. of time okay. travel. Okay. Roll the age of okay. consent. Uh, all right. As long as she's, I guess, if she has her license to fly, she has. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, like they can fly, they can fuck. <laughs> okay, so um, I've set up a nest oh, no. on top of your temple. I hope you don't mind, but we need that for exchanging mail and all that. So you can. Pick up your mail from there every morning. Drop off any mail you need me to take out. I swing by every single morning to collect it and drop stuff off. If you ever need to get in touch, just leave a note for me up there and I'll find you. Uh, do you lay eggs? And if so, can I eat one? Sugars. She kind of like looks around at all of you looking very uncomfortable. I put my hand over his face. Don't mind the, the child. I'm sorry, puppet. I'm new to this world. He has to learn manners. No, you're not. You've been here for years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't lay eggs. No, I don't. Okay. That's actually, the males lay the eggs. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I like it. Feminist. Yeah. Um, I think I laid an egg I've... once. Is he for real? <laughs> he doesn't, he, he doesn't have sexual organs, no. Okay. Um, you're all starting to make me a bit uncomfortable. So <laughs> if that please take your leave. Uh it would yeah, probably be for I the will. best. Um just All right. Um well squick squawk comrades, and she gives you a little salute and then just fucking like swings her wings down and shoots off up into like the temple area. And you can hear the statue like rumble back into position. I like uh, straighten my jacket that I'm wearing. I go, I think that went pretty well. It did not. Daryl, did you just try to hit on her by saying you're a good dad? <laughs> <laughs> Women love that. <laughs> you don't have children. That he knows of. I have you. Oh. Yeah, you do, don't you? Also, <laughs> we don't know that Daryl doesn't have children. Exactly. He's never explicitly said. I think I'm a child. I'm chewing on that envelope. Okay, so Chuggles, the envelope that you're chewing on does say to Flum on the front. I take it out of his mouth. This doesn't have your name on it. Baldrick picks up the newspaper and starts to read. I get to <laughs> open it for him. You you have to ask him. Flum, tell him I can open it. Okay, well, we'll do Baldrick first. So you pick up the Ravnican Times. Yep. And um, since I didn't like want to write an entire news article... You basically see, see on the entire front page, like in giant fucking block letters, is just Ravnik Avengers back from the dead with like question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. And under it, there's a picture of Flum and Chuggles just like feral screaming at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, the, oh yeah. is this those reporters that was... 
Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, and like back behind those two, you can see the rest of the crew like walking up the steps. Um, and notably, you can see Daryl like trying to cover his face with his hood, but not quite doing it. And you can clearly tell that it's Daryl. Can you can, uh, no, can you clearly see the tattoos though? God. Yes, you can I'll, see I'll, everything. He did a very poor I'll job. Be- I'll be honest, guys. That's a pretty big boner kill. <laughs> uh, Baldrick flips through the paper to see if there's any info on Martin Dragon's uh, thing that's happening today. On, like, probably the third page, there's, like, a one-page ad uh, about Martin Dragon's event at the mall. And it basically just says, like, it's very mysterious, very cryptic. It's just, like, brand new product coming soon. Find out what it is at the Trans Guild Mall. Uh, and then it has the date and the time. Uh, guys, guys don't want to go back this there. This is the event that uh, we got to check out, you know? Gotta. Baldrick, you also noticed something else, too, while, like, flipping to find that. Mm-hmm. So on the second page, there's like a smaller headline in the bottom right corner that reads, Ward 69's Night Watch Missing After Lab Explosion. <laughs> we sent them to their deaths. Uh, guys. Uh, Wait, I just realized we did send them to their deaths. I forgot about did that. We say, or what was the thing that led to that? Like, where did they go? We sent them to a lube factory, didn't we? Yeah, and we said there was an explosion. Yeah, I want to know what happened. So the article basically, like, summed up is, uh, it's about how nobody knows why they were even investigating an IZET lab to begin with, um, or why they were doing it in the middle of the night, and that no trace of them has been found since the explosion. (laughs) Serves them right! They tried to take my TV! (laughs) So, guys, itinerary for today, we have the, the Martin Dragon thing, uh, and then... Flum, what what's the? And he snaps over to the uh, the envelope that Chuggles is chewing on. What, what's that? Hey, ch- ch- Chuggles, you, Chuggles, you get that letter open yet? <laughs> Chuggles is my letter opener. Yeah. He's not very good at it. No. <laughs> so wait, guy, did I rip it open yet? Flum takes the letter. Okay. Um. So like, it's a big envelope, and inside there is a piece of parchment. And on the header that you can see just looking into the envelope, it says, from the desk of Gurgafi Dragava, attorney at law. And then uh, deeper into the envelope, there's a smaller envelope as well that is, uh, it says, to the Ravnik Avengers on the front. <laughs> there's an envelope in the envelope. That's a good bit. Well, well Flum, what, what's it say? Uh, dearish Flumsteik, I cannot express how pleased I am to hear your safe return to Ravnica. Obviously, none of us Chugavas actually believed you had died in Innistrad. We know our Flumstake better than that. Luckily for you, after your little incident a few years back, we came to an agreement I could represent you in any legal manner. As a result, any legal documents sent to you are first sent to me for review. Huh, that's neat. I have intercepted a contract from our former leader, the Speaker, and looked it over. It appears you will receive 50% of the profits from Ravnica Avengers Enterprise, and I must say that, yeah, I'm impressed you were able to negotiate such a fine share. However, I did find fine print that would have him allowed to deep... What? Oh, deep fake you all onto pornography. Though I am not sure what that means, I figured it was something undesirable, and had my secretary 
bring a revised contract to the speaker for approval without that fine print. I included the finalized contract in the envelope, along with a little treat I know you love so much. <gasps> I'm afraid <laughs> I also have some rather unfortunate news to share. I will keep it blunt since it is a serious matter. It appears as though your sisters have gone missing. Nobody has heard from them for the past three months, and Azorius officials have told me to prepare for the worst. Officially, there's no information as to where they have gone. However, four months ago, they came to me asking some legal questions regarding the wilds. I think they may have been concocting some way to reclaim the area of the city. I hope this news doesn't worry you too much, as Ostrogavas don't simply disappear. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're okay. I hope this letter finds you well. Gagathi Dragava. Well, good riddance, I say. <laughs> but, but Flum, they're... Yeah, Flum didn't like his sister. But come on, man. They're family. Don't you think you should... They were always mean to me growing up. Flum the dumb, Flum the dumb. That's what they'd always say to me. Okay, well... They'd say that to you, buddy? All the time. Them and their friends. Well, in any case, I believe that we are going to the wilds at some point to hunt down part of left soul. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, what's the treat? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, still inside the envelope, there's the second envelope. Um, there's a little pouch, and then there is, like, a wrapped kind of square-shaped thing. What's the wrapped square-shaped thing? Flum's tearing into it. <laughs> you tear it open, and it is a Flumsmore special. Hell yeah, <laughs> those things don't last, but he'll eat it. Uh, it is delicious, it's just like your uncle used to make it. Mmm! Good stuff. He taught me how to make that. Okay, he's going for the pouch now. Okay, so the pouch, uh, it, there are 500 gold pieces in the pouch. Yoik! And then the small envelope. So, in the second envelope, there is the contracts for the deal with the speaker. And then there is a second note. Sign the shit, bring it to me at the Martin Dragon thing. Okay, well, Flum, I mean... That would bring us a lot of revenue, I'm assuming, so we can just... But it'd also turn us into pornography. No, he took that bit out. Oh, okay, good. Daryl, what's pornography? I think it's a good thing. Um... The four kids at the same time are just like, Yeah, what's pornography? Wait, how old are these kids? Uh, in the range of, like, seven, eight. Okay, never mind. You know what? I'll seven tell you, to I'll, 55. <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. Don't go to pedophilia or Pilia whatever. Hey, but I don't know I pass, I'll pass this baton on to a uh, guy. <laughs> um. Nope. Baldrick. Well. <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 okay, hold on. I, I'm sorry, guys, but I... I also don't know what, uh, what pornography. I don't. I don't know what that is either. I... <laughs> <laughs> you guys hear the banging upstairs, um, and it's just getting weaker and weaker every time you hear. Uh, it. Should we figure out what the hell's going on up there? I kind of thought. I should she, give it a few more minutes. I kind of thought the kids just let her in, and that lady was doing the banging. Uh, Wait, yeah, that wasn't the lady. Baldrick goes up to the hatch and hits the the statue to open. Baldrick fucks that statue. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Baldrick, you hit the bottom of the statue and it swirls up, uh, revealing the entrance back into the temple. Uh, Baldrick peeks his head up to see what the hell's going on. Uh, you see the inside of the temple. Do I still hear the banging? 
Yeah, you hear the banging. Can I can I intuit bang, bang. where it's coming from in the temple or outside? The door. The, door, the front door. <laughs> where oh, could oh, that be coming like, the, the from? Literal, the literal <laughs> front door. You also just hear like very, very faintly now like, Guy, okay. I'm looking for Guy. <laughs> he, he, he runs over to the door and pulls it open. The butt of Ballplart Promenade Cop just comes like sliding into the into the temple as if it was resting against the door. Uh, he, Wait, just the he, ass? Now, as, as, the as, ass. as that starts to happen, he puts his leg out, pushes him, and shuts the door again. Oh. oh. God, wait. And you hear knocking again. I wait. walk up to the door, and I don't open it, but I say, what do you need? Guy, guy it's, it's Ball Plart, the, the, the cop from the mall. But he's asking guy. for me. Did you say guy? What what do you want, Ballplart? Oh, oh, just open the door. I have to. I have to speak to Guy Elfman. Uh, you're speaking to him right now. We're not opening the door. Okay, okay. First of all, maybe this will make you a bit more comfortable. And uh, under the door, like in the little uh, slat under the door, you see um, his badge comes sliding under, and it's been like burnt to a crisp. And he's like. I quit the promenade police force. Hey, Cab, I just don't agree with what they've been doing over there. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! And I open the door, and I drag him in by his tail. It's been all those allegations <laughs> against the Muppet board, hasn't it? It's a shame. I, just, yeah, I don't agree with mice. I don't agree with the rapid militarization of our police forces. I just can't be involved in that. <laughs> Thanks for dragging me in, guy. It was getting really hot out there. Is it? Wasn't it just raining? <laughs> it's really He's hot soaked. rain. He's, He's absolutely soaked. <laughs> it's acid rain. It's chemical it warfare. Gets, it can be hot after rain. I know, I know. I'm just Not saying. Not like, allowed. Warm fronts don't exist. It's really warm rain. Guy. guy yeah. I, yeah. I thought I thought I recognized you when I saw you at the mall. I must be the most famous Ravnik Avenger. I love you, this. You probably are. <laughs> I don't even have a card of you. I can explain why everyone knows your face. Why? So out of his pocket, he pulls out this like really tattered piece of parchment uh, that's now also soaking wet. <laughs> and he's like, 10 years ago, when I was enjoying a nice lolly at the 10th District Plaza with my <laughs> mumsy. Wait, how, wait, this wait, couple. Wait, hold on. How, how, how old are you? I'm like I'm 22. <laughs> oh no! Paul Blart is not twenty-two. <laughs> Jesus, you're out of shape. I'm Paul Plart. Ball, ball with a B. <laughs> Continue. Uh, go for it. So this couple was walking around questioning everyone they saw about their lost son. You see, and they gave me this. And he holds up the piece of paper to you, guy. Well, I open the paper up then. <laughs> As you unfold it, he's like. They made me promise to keep an eye out for him. And I did. In fact, that's why I became a law horse. And I I can't a believe it. Horse? It's really you. And uh, as you unfold the piece of paper, you see it's like well-worn, seemingly from like years of being in this dude's pocket. And on the top, in giant block letters, are the words, is the word missing. And below that, there is a sketch drawing that undoubtedly is you. 
And below the image is more block text that says, if you have any information, please find us above Ratman's Clubhouse under Benzer's Bridge in Precinct 6. Um, what? <laughs> Can you describe these people? I don't think I trust them. I think it's a conspiracy. They were short. They looked just like you. They were dwarves. I'm not a dwarf. See, this right here. We can't trust this guy. I start to drag him back out the door. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, no. This has been my life's goal for the past ten years. But you you're, you come in here. You're spouting misinformation. I'm not a dwarf. You're clearly not 22. This is, all just seems I'm like a big stack of Why lies. Why are you questioning that? <laughs> You're way too old and ugly to be 22. <laughs> Baldrick crouches down and whispers to Sting, uh, Hey, Sting, um, I, I feel like this might be the time that we really need to break it to Guy that he's not an elf. I heard that. I'm an elf. I said I was whispering to Sting. Guy's got excellent hearing. He denied. <laughs> Talk to another player character about that. Fine. <laughs> I'm uh, open. I'm open. Drambo. Uh, okay. Drambo. <laughs> no, 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 no. I go, I go to Daryl. I'll go to Daryl. Oh, Daryl. God, wasn't that bird hot? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, if, if you like being with, you know, the feathers, more animalistic yeah. races in Ravnica, maybe. Um, you're talking yeah. to an elephant man. Okay, but I'm toot, saying toot, that toot, I, didn't, toot. I didn't find her attractive. I don't like birds. I'm not into birds, Daryl. Daryl's pitching a tent. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> I'm pitching. I'm pitching like a like a like a big top. Uh, well, well uh, Daryl would be circus. pitching a tent if Daryl's pants were too tight. Uh, <laughs> aren't I wearing shorts? Anyway, tell me what you want, little man. What do you need? I feel like this might be the time to break it to Guy that he's a dwarf and not an elf. Um, well, you see, the only problem with that is, is we've known this uh, tiny uh, idiot for like half of a year now. And at least once a week, one of us tries to persuade him of that fact. And each time he says uh, one of three things, you're an idiot. I don't trust you or you're blind. So, I mean, go ahead, but I'm interested to see which three of those he'll pull out this time. Mm. So, Guy, I'd like to point something out right now that yeah. you've never really done before. Since Karl Marx is still technically, like, your patron saint, you can, like, commune with him to gain insight into situations that you might not have otherwise. I guess that's true. That's um, something you can just do whenever you want. You know, I don't really think about that. I used to think about that, but I haven't in a while. I would also just kind of like to say... Casual reminder of how old Guy Elfman is and the fact that his parents should not be alive anymore. Guy Elfman's roughly 10 years away from death in dwarf years. Well, they had him young, okay? <laughs> Can we put Guy in a retirement home? <laughs> we should. I mean, he's senile enough. Mark! Mark, do you know who these people are? You know a lot of stuff that I don't know. Guy! <laughs> Sorry, I was sleeping. Well, Mark, it's like noon. Wake up. Come on. I'm I'm sorry. You're right. Communist does not take a holiday. No. Where are we? I don't know. That's not the point. Hey, this place is kind of cool. We know, Mark. You got a whole temple. Mark. 
Have you ever considered converting this temple to communism? Mark, you can't have a temple for communism. That's against the whole thing. What? Well, I'm just <laughs> saying, if you, if you, you know, made some adjustments <laughs> to this temple, maybe you could get some extra powers. Why does he oh. speak like Zap Brannigan from <laughs> Futurama? Well, Mark, do you know these people? And I hit the paper with the hammer a couple times. Guy, that's not paper. That's not people. That's paper. But I understand how you could get those two words confused. But the people on the paper, Mark. Oh, that looks like you. Sure, I didn't. I misunderstood. You're sure that's me? Ah, uh, sure looks like you. It has your distinguishing features. <coughs> well, your lust for communism. Why would I can see it in the eyes? Why would somebody be looking for me? Do you think you you told me that you have never met your real parents, guy? I just kind of assumed I didn't have parents. Everybody has parents, guy. I just thought I apparated. That does not matter because <laughs> you are an omnipresent, powerful being, such as me or Casey Clark. Are you sure that I'm not like you or Casey Clark? Not yet. Okay. Um. Okay. Hey, about <laughs> what about them? Maybe some hammers and sickles over there, or some red banners over here. Those sound pretty good, pretty spiffy. I'm just saying, if you turn this into a communist temple, I might be able to channel some power through that. Okay. Um. Is that how you work? All right. Money more to the people. Okay. The rest of us. Okay, I put the hammer away. So, guy, you want to go see who these people are? I don't really think I trust them very much at this moment, and I think we might have more pressing things to do. That's fine. We could do that later. We should probably keep it in our back pocket. You know, might shed some light on your past. I mean, I don't, I don't care about my past that much. I'm gonna die in like ten years. I'm pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> where where is District 6? Precinct 6 is to the southwest. So it's to the south of Precinct 4, which you're in right now, and it is to the west of Precinct 1. It is also known as the Industrial District. Uh, it's full of manufacturing plants, warehouses, and acts as like a central hub of trade routes in and out of the city proper. There's like a lot of bridges in and out of the city. Like that's kind of like the main mode of travel. So like the promenade goes through Precinct 6 as well as like a bunch of other little trade bridges, which is probably what the missing poster is referring to. What district was the orphanage I was in in? Um, if we want to go with someplace in the city proper, I would probably say, um, hold on, I think it's Precinct 5. Yeah, Precinct 5, because uh, it's elves. Like, that's where all, like, the knowledgeable things are, like the libraries and the schools and stuff. So that seems like an elfy area. Okay, sure. <laughs> Guy's still dragging Paul Blart out the door, or Ball Plart out the door, until somebody stops him. Wait, 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 Guy. Maybe if we... Think about where the left souls are. We could just pick this up on the way. And worse comes to worse, we just scam them out of their money. I really like that idea. Yeah, we have to find out where we're going to go next. Wait, don't we have like a festival to go to today? We, we got to go to... Baldrick pulls the paper out of his uh, pocket yes. and he says, we have to go... <laughs> you put the whole newspaper in your pocket? You can... You can 
you can like take a roll of newspaper, roll it up, and put it in your pocket. I know it's just funny. Yeah, he just pulls it out of his back pocket because he tucked it in his pocket before they got up here. He pulls it out of his back pocket. He's like, pulls left it, goes or right over, pocket, right pocket. All right. Uh, he goes right <laughs> ass cheek, uh, and he goes to page three, and he says, "We got to go to this." And he points at the Martin Dragon, and he's like, uh, "We said that we would go to this." Also, Flum, if you want that. Uh, good old moolah from the speaker contract. You got to give it to him there anyway. Wait, so I'll say that with less emotion, Bulger. If our if our <laughs> car is a uh, out of commit, how long does it take to walk there? Oh, we could probably we could get there in a couple hours. Oh. And when does it start? Uh, a couple hours. Okay. <laughs> Ballpark. So, how fast can you run on those horse legs of yours? Uh, While I have my foot on his butt, ready to kick him out the door. You were dragging I, uh, a horse. Holy shit. Not very, <laughs> not very far. Not very uh, fast. Okay, uh, well, you're Mr. useless. Hold, hold on, guy. Out. Guy, hold on. Uh, Mr. Ballplart, uh, do you have any uh, any Use. way to get us uh, oil? Like, do you know where to find any combustible oil? I'm a, I was a police officer up until yesterday. I don't, why would I know where to buy oil? Well, you worked in a mall, you know. Come on down to the oil store right by the Cinnabon that doesn't exist. Go to the we Jiffy Lube. We have to walk to the mall hours away to get gas for our car so we can go to the <laughs> mall hours away to <laughs> no. watch the thing. Okay. I mean, yeah, you could, you could, okay, you could probably find some place that sold oil in the mall. Yes, I don't know exactly where. Uh, all right, well. So shall we start walking now, lads? Oh, or? actually, guys, I have an idea. The Izet, they're like guild hall. Is right over there, and he point. I point to the the big guild hall in the distance. That's you said it's in precinct four, right? Yeah, you can see it from your house. It is the giant, glowing, jagged red temple. Yeah, um, I mean that is just like constantly emitting emitting a dull hum of electricity. I mean, either we can get a car part to switch the engine out in our thing, or we can see if they have combustible <laughs> oil. I mean, they're the Izet. They constantly are doing stuff with chemicals. <laughs> We could totally find something there. Baldrick just wants more loot. buying oil, we buy a whole new engine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Baldrick, um, I mean, listen, I'm not really that into, like, music or corporations or anything. So, like, if you guys wanted me to, like, do some research into that while you guys head to the, the thing at the mall, I'd be okay with that. I could take care of that. I mean, fair, but... I feel like if we had the lot of Neva working, it wouldn't take us as long to get to the mall, you know? There's also public transport. Uh, you've, you've taken public transport before. It's not like you couldn't find a rickshaw or a taxi guess, or something. Yeah, Sully giving true. us a car has crippled us beyond what your wildest <laughs> dreams. You can't, you can't comprehend anything other than car. Okay. God made cars. <laughs> but might I I think I we should also maybe come up with like a big game plan, like where we want to go next. Like we've got that map, which might give us oh. hint hints some oh. more information Whoa. as to where the soul pieces are. To the war room. To the war room, I guess. Let's let's go. <laughs> Wait, can I come in and have some water, please? No. I don't okay. care. I mean I'm gonna be honest, Paul. This place doesn't have any running water. <laughs> I go find oh. a puddle in a bowl and scoop it up and give it to him and say, here you go, and shut the oh, door. Oh. Isn't it okay. raining? Stop shutting uh, the door on that, uh, that horse. Guy, I reopen guy, the door. Do you, do you promise you'll go look for the, the kind people? 
I promise. But why why do you think they're kind? What did they do for you? They were really nice to me. But like lots of people can be nice and be like Ted Bundy was pretty nice, but <laughs> was, was Ted Bundy? You know, that famous murderer from District One. Oh no, you mean Bed Tundy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Wait, is Ted Bundy like copyrighted? I don't think so. <laughs> can no, I be Daryl Hall? Can I be Ted Bundy? They were just very nice people and they seemed very concerned about you. Well, fine. I'll look I'll look at some point. When it when we I don't want to make a dedicated trip. But if we have a reason to go there, I'll definitely swing through. Uh I guess that's good enough. <laughs> I'll just I'll just rest out here by the door for a couple hours. I hand him an umbrella in case it's still too sunny for him. Isn't it? You inside? don't have an umbrella. No, why not? Because you don't have an umbrella. I have a well, clown nose. I put the clown nose on him in case it's still too sunny for him. There you go. Now you have a new life's work. I want to leave. <laughs> Aldrich goes downstairs. I'm going to make a plan, Daryl. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> to the war room. To the war room. You guys go back down into the bunker, into the war room. You are at the table with the giant map of Ravnica on it. Uh, if you are going to go ahead and place your tracker in the center of the map. So just to remind you guys, uh, there is the dot that was moving towards the south, but it seems to have settled now. There is a dot uh, to the north edge of the screen as if it has gone off the map. There is a dot in Precinct 3 to the east, which is where the wilds are. And then there is a fourth dot, which is on top of Astro Hall. And if you want to take a closer look at any of those on this bigger map, you can. But before we do that, can everybody make a quick perception check for me? That's an eight. Seventeen. Nine. Thirteen. Seventeen. Okay, so Chris, uh, or sorry, Chuggles, you and Daryl um, are actually the only two people to notice this. So there is actually, it seems kind of like a glitch in the map, but every couple of seconds, just for like a split second, there's a flash of a fifth dot. And it appears in a different place each time it appears, just like randomly all over the map. Chuggles' finger follows it as it flashes. It's, like, too quick to even try to. Well, he's trying to. Like, you're, like, lagged behind it by a couple seconds because it's, like, moving that fast. <laughs> a couple seconds. Chuggles is really slow. <laughs> it's like a cat trying to, find, trying to, like, chase down a laser pointer but doing it really poorly. <laughs> I'm glad that he's doing that, actually, because if he didn't and I was, like, the only one that seemed to notice this flashing, I wouldn't say anything. So I just thought it was like <laughs> probably the acid. Yeah, I'm like get oh. oh, it's right there. Oh, it's over there. You see that? Yeah, it's flashing. It, it's it's, it's like oh. a, a, a no light, right? And it keeps. Oh, there it is. Oh, thank God. Ah. Wait, no, not the weirdest thing I've seen today, but at least it's real. Am I right, Daryl? What's Everyone. the weirdest thing you've seen today? Um, you know, I saw a crocodile unzip itself. Baldrick was in it. It unzipped itself. A crocodile was in it. And you saw that too? Crocodile. 30 mice, right? Crazy. I thought that was just a dream. <laughs> Wait, you saw it too, Sting? Yeah. A shared nightmare. I, did, I start was... searching Baldrick for a zipper. That was terrifying. How many, also, how many fragments of left soul are there? Uh, Well, there's four dots. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That doesn't make sense. The The, the ring is the, is is the ring of the six, six souls. Six. So if okay. you're saying there's an extra one, there's 
uh, a six dot. There is a soul in your ring. There's a soul in my ring, which leaves five. There are four dots on the map that you see. Flum is going to start counting on his fingers and be like, Hold up. <laughs> there's a soul missing. Wait, wait uh, Daryl, what are you saying? There, There's a dot? It, look, it looks as if there's a piece of left soul that's like teleporting in and out of different sectors. Like... I don't know, maybe it's following like some like magical frequency we don't understand or let's ask Lef. Hmm. Bring Lef out. No, nah, I'm I'm trying to save it for if we need to like look anywhere. I feel like Lef? this is pretty important. So once Daryl like points that out to you guys, you can start to like you start like catching glimpses of it as well. Chuggles is on the table trying to whack it. Can Flum make some sort of check as to what that could be? I would also like to make a check to see if I can see if there's like a pattern to where it's flitting around to. I guess it would just be another straight perception. Okay. That was a 13. <laughs> With a 13, you do not see a pattern. Oh, damn it. Don't worry, guys. I'll catch it. Flum, you want to... Is this, is, this is this a magic item or either powered device? <laughs> um, yeah, actually. We'll say it's a magic item. I mean, it's the magic tracker, right? Yeah. Um, Flum, are you also okay. looking for a pattern? No, I'm trying to think of something... Like, I want to try and, like, make some sort of, like, check into, like, how this works and maybe if there's some sort of clue as to what that fifth dot is doing, but... Like, what... Like, what... How is it searching for left soul and what could this fifth dot flashing in and out be implying? The the quartermaster said that it is tracking the magical radiation that each soul piece emits. Like, it's a specific magical frequency that they've locked onto with this device. It just looks like she's teleporting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's all I got, man. I think she keeps tripping, falling down some steps, and ended up in different sectors. <laughs> you can take a closer look at any of the other dots, too, if you want to. Okay. I, I'm most interested in the one in, like, that uncharted, like, wild territory. Not just because it's the furthest one away from my mom, but perhaps because <laughs> it's the furthest one away from my mom. But also, that's <laughs> that's the same area that Baldrick hails from correct baldrick you came you came from the north in the wasteland. Oh, okay it's not the same as the wilds all right gotcha 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 no the wilds are completely different thing. okay you <laughs> said there's one in the wastelands though right up towards the wastelands like in the direction of the wastelands but it's off the map so you can't see exactly where it is gotcha i'm daryl if you're taking a closer look at the th at the dot in precinct three in the wilds um so once again this is where like the selesnia world tree resides and the wilds is a section of abandoned city that has been completely retaken by nature. So unlike the larger map, you can now see that the dot is located in the deepest northern peak of the wilds. Um, and at the peak, it, there is this, the ruins of Ravnica's first skyscraper. It was meant to be the beginning of a project to urbanize Precinct 3. And no one knows exactly what happened to create the wilds. Just like one day from the skyscraper exploded the wilds. Like it just exploded outwards to the south. The north end of the wilds is surrounded by a massive wall. The top of which uh, leads to the northeastern tip of Precinct 4. And uh, it's kind of like the whole deal with the wilds is no one dares to enter them. The only person that has ever gone in and come back out is the Selesnya Guildmaster Trustani. Um, and even she like has never said anything about what's in there. I mean, if if that's where you guys want to head first, you know, to look for the souls, I'm I'm game. 
Do you think we should tell someone where we're going in case we disappear too? Uh, I mean, already thought we were dead once. I mean, no, okay. The thing is, is that you are uh, standing within your party is the uh, crown prince of assassination and his mother is currently looking <laughs> for him. So if we tell anyone where we're going, we might... My mom might hear... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, well wait, I more wait, mean like about, Paul, about, not like Sting? anyone really. I mean, are we bringing Sting with us? Yeah, what's up? Sting. Why you, would we why not that bring Drambo's Sting? voice? That's us, Drambo, that's Sting. Okay. They, they, they're quite, uh, they walk the same line. Okay, well, okay. Sting, you said that while we go to the Martin Dragon thing, you're going to go try and see if you can help Paul fix the car. Um. Yeah, I mean, I can, just everyone kind of got mad about that idea, so I put it on the back burner. Wasn't there a prophecy that you were going to die? Should we leave you alone anywhere? What? <laughs> I'm going to die? <laughs> did, I, did I not know that? I don't think I, I don't think Flum told anyone. I think oh, okay. he, he said He said that guy had to die. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. You know what, Sting? Yeah, you stay and watch the car. Okay, so you guys just want me to, like, watch over the base? I can do that. I mean, the kid, you guys, someone's got to take yeah. care of the kids. Yeah, just leave another child to do that. Good it's, idea. Exactly. You, you're one of them. You know, it makes sense. We'll have lots of fun. Exactly. You're a good role model, Sting. You're a superhero. You, you, you know, Sting, since, since you're, you know, a battle-hardened child, uh, maybe you and the other kids can, like, but soup up the base defenses, you know? Could you also hang up a hammer and sickle? Mark seemed really into that idea. Okay, so you got, while you're gone, you want me to go out and purchase a hammer and sickle? Hang it on the wall, you, and then also like attach a spear to the ground. What? <laughs> well, you could just like make the hammer and sickle on what you have laying around. I could probably do like maybe one task you guys gave me. First, the car. First, you got to fix the lot of Eva, and also cook us dinner. What about the lack of the bathroom? Okay, okay, okay. I think the car idea is the best idea, so I can go over to the Isaac Guild Hall. I'm very sneaky. I can probably get there without getting into any trouble. And I'll I'll ask them like how much uh, a magic engine would cost. I like a little man. I love I love how uh, ingenuitive you are. He's Great job. He's probably gonna get into trouble on his way there. Oh, he's no gonna doubt. die. Yeah, no this doubt. This is the last time we see Sting. <laughs> Say your goodbyes. Hey. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Well, guys, I'm I'm thinking we should head over to that Martin Dragon thing. You know, to actually see it, and also get the money the speaker is going to give us, you know? Martin Dragon, come back here, check on the car, go to the wilds. Sounds that? like a plan, Stan. But you know who's going to see me there? My mom. Not if we put you in a mask. We will put a disguise on you. But listen, it's been 10 <sighs> years. Technology has advanced at a rapid rate, it seems. I and don't. This going to the Martin world Dragon fair? guy is debuting something that's supposedly going to change the world, at least from this this here ad in the paper. So... Because <laughs> we all trust ads in the paper. <laughs> so I'm yeah. This here ad also, in the paper. Okay, whatever, I, I'll also, go. Also, Baltics I am just boomer. curious about this new world, and it seems that the future uh, is... The, a lot of the info about the future is going to be at this event, and I want to know what the hell is going on. So I say we Damn. go. <clears throat> hey, Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, Sting, what's up, bud? If it's like the biggest event of the year, I'm guessing that pretty bird lady's also gonna be there. Oh shit. 
staying. Should have said that sooner. I was gonna, I was gonna stay and wax the car with you, but kind of convinced me, man. <laughs> also, maybe John Oates too. Wow, that's a match made in heaven. Well, wait, didn't you just say the lube factory blew up? No, I said a lab oh, blew okay. up. I was thinking it was the lube factory. <laughs> Must be the lube. <laughs> you, you guys ready to skedaddle out of here? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, you guys make your way out the front door and start walking towards... Um, so it's in precinct is, one. Was, where was the, Ballplart still out there when we left? Ballplart is still out there. He's like sadly lapping up some water out of a puddle <laughs> on the side of the road. Uh, and he just like gives you guys a happy little wave as you walk by him. Uh, Classic Paul. Is he still out of breath? He, yes. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Yeah, it's nasty. Oh, oh, that's a lost cause right there. Jesus. Oh, uh, before they left, Baldrick told uh, <laughs> Joey, Black, and Kim, and what was the last one? Dave? David? You Dustin. Were, I think it might be. And if you got them all, I'm gonna be very impressed. Yeah, you did. You got them all. You got all four. You okay. win. Uh, I I told I told them to hold down the fort while we were gone. They're they're all just like, yes, we will hold down your fort. Gross. Awesome. Okay, and we're off. All right, you guys take off. Uh, walking down the streets of the dirty, dismal precinct four, you hear like explosions and like stabbings going on all around you. <laughs> And right as you are about to get out of Precinct 4 and start, like, moving into Precinct 1, heading in the exact same direction above you, um, you just feel like you get hit with this huge gust of wind. Um, and there's just, like, this sound above you that sounds like a million gears grinding together all at once as this giant, like, just huge fucking... Um, it's kind of like an oval, like an ovalish sphere. How, what's the word for that? <laughs> Like an egg-shaped thing, um, but made of like all this brutalist metal put together. It's all rusty. Just goes flying overhead, and um, out of it, you just hear coming over like a very shitty speaker system. Fucking dragon, here I come! You will face the wrath of Appalachian Caterino today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Ravnik Avengers 2, Disco of the Soul. The Ravnik Avengers are Sullivan Harris as the DM, Casey Clark as Baldrick Stormcaller, Joanna as Daryl Hall, Lena Pratt as Guy Elfman, Ben Mannix as Flumstike Dragava, and Chris Rowe as Chuggles the Muppet Born. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you are listening to this podcast on right now. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us a butt-ton. Leave us five... Soul pieces out of five soul pieces, uh, at least that they still need to find. The Ravnik Avengers are part of the Orion Valley Productions podcast network where you can find our other shows such as Frankly, I Love Movies. Their current miniseries is coming to a close right now where they're talking about uh, stage to screen musical adaptations. Uh, the last episode is coming out next week, next Tuesday, and that should be a fun time. After that, we have a great lineup coming up, including a best of the decade episode uh, for the 2010s, I believe. And then after that, we've got a brand new miniseries coming. So uh, uh, I'm not going to reveal what that is on this feed right now. Uh, you can go over to film and check that out next Tuesday. 
Also, coming soon from uh, your favorite Ravnik Avengers, me and Ben Mannix, is Tea Time with Titans. It's an Attack on Titan rewatch podcast where we are going to be watching uh, just a couple episodes of the show every week to build up some hype for season four. We're doing that with our good friend Brian Taborny, who you might have heard on our previous podcast, Dingles and Donuts. Um, he is also part of the Paraguay Illusions YouTube channel, and he has never seen any anime ever, so it's going to be super fun to watch through this show with him. That's starting in two weeks. Uh, that'll be posting on Wednesdays. Yeah, I'm super stoked for that one. Thank you to Lord Candy for our cover art. You can find her at L-O-R-D-K-N-D-Y on Instagram. And I will see you all in two weeks when the Ravnik Avengers head to the mall for the big, fat, stinking Martin Dragon event. Bye! So we just got into our brand new base and we're starting to spend the night, but I think it's pretty spooky there. I don't like it very much. I was hearing some noises from down in the sewers. They were like deep rumblings. So, I don't know. I started trying to wake everybody up, but nobody was listening. They were all just like throwing things at me, telling me to go back to sleep. No one else heard the rumblings. They were pretty freaking scary. You know, I went to the sewer thing and I opened the lid and there was some eyes staring back at me and there was still that rumbling noise and they were glowing like with like this creepy red light. And then it was Drambo hiding in the sewer himself. Hi, Drambo, I said as Chuggles, who was there. And uh, and then I looked to the left, and next to Drambo, there's a crocodile. Oh no, gotta kill it. So I tossed Baldrick down. And from there, Baldrick lands directly on the top of its head. It starts thrashing, he starts thrashing, he's yelling at me. And I was watching, and they're like, we gotta do something. And then I was continuing to eat my sandwich because, you know, I have to keep a sandwich by my bedside to eat for a moment like this. And so then they're just down there, Baltics with the crocodile, Drampo and Chuggles are having a moment, and then Guy, I don't even know who Guy is, honestly. Well, Flum started having a panic attack about something. I'm not really sure what. And then we noticed a zipper on both Baldrick and the crocodile. <laughs> so I ran over to unzip them. And then it turns out there was a crocodile in a Baldrick suit, but also a Baldrick in the crocodile suit. <laughs> Where do I go from here? <laughs> <laughs>